So mindfulness is really bringing this this presence, this attention to the body. And and we can uh, can do this in a number of ways. So the Buddha, first of all, the first thing he talked about was mindfulness of breathing. And so we do that when we're sitting on the cushion. And we can also do it when we're off the cushion. We can be with our breath. We can be with the breath as we're getting up, as we're walking, putting on our shoes, and so on. Just coming to the breath. Another way that the Buddha suggested that we be in the body is to be aware of the posture. So, I'm not talking about do you have good posture. <laughs> I'm talking about uh, are you sitting? You know, what does that feel like from the inside? What does sitting feel like? You know, just really being embodied in in our sitting, just sitting. being in the body when we're standing. What does standing feel like from the inside? What does walking feel like from the inside? So really being aware of postures and, and what we're doing in everything we're doing when we're lifting the arm to reach for a bowl or a, uh, or to get a piece of uh, get a, a piece of cutlery for our lunch picking up our water jug you know, <coughs> aware of that the energy in the arm extending reaching lifting <clears throat> So this brings us out of the incessant thinking that we do, uh, the, the compulsive uh, remembering, rehashing experience, planning what we're going to say next, what we're going to do next, and just brings us to presence, to this moment. To where life is happening. A part of mindfulness practice is the practice of inquiry. Uh, it's a mindfulness is a practice of investigation, of looking at what is this experience. What are, the, what are the characteristics of this experience in each moment? And so, how do we normally, in, in our ordinary life, how do we normally experience the body? I think most people, without thinking about it, objectify our bodies 
Most people think about the body as an object. Or as an image, a concept. So usually, people are not inhabiting their bodies, are not alive and present in the bodies. We think of our bodies in a conceptual way or, or as an image. And this, this leads to certain kinds of... Um, it has certain effects when we, when we have that kind of relationship with the body. It's dualistic. You know, we, we think of it as something uh, other. And it's kind of, we're kind of outside looking in, outside looking at the body. And that leads to judgment. That leads to comparison. You know, is my body as nice as that other body? You know, is my body too short, too tall, too thin, too fat, too, uh, too much this or too little that, too old, too out of shape. So all of these judgments which cause a lot of suffering and a lot of alienation. But when we are in the body, when we're inhabiting the body, when we're present, then the body doesn't have a shape. It's just experience. It's experience when we close our eyes. Just for a moment, close your eyes. So the body is pressure. The body is the feeling of the air on the skin. The body may be tensions inside somewhere, anxiety, tingling feelings. These are not right or wrong, they just are. When we, when we think of our body as an object, we might also, most people do, attach to the body as this is myself, this is who I am. And so when the body ages, um, when the body gets sick, when we, when we contemplate the death of the body, it's frightening. So, so life, life is happening in the body. Awareness is happening in the body. Consciousness, awareness in the body. It's a process. 
It's something that is changing, moving. One moment it may be sitting, the next moment it's standing, one moment it may feel tingling sensations, the next moment it might feel open and uh, kind of expansive. So the body is a process. The body is, um, is beingness. It's an expression of beingness. And so our mindful practice, our investigation, leads us into uh, an exploration of what is this uh, experience of embodied, of being embodied. I read um, uh, in in a, an essay by Gil Fronsdale when I was doing some preparation for this. He's he's a teacher. Gil Fronsdale teaches uh, in California, and uh, he's associated with um, Spirit Rock, and he also has his own center um, in California, and. Um, uh, and he, t- he teaches very wonderfully about, uh, about the body, about practicing with the body. <clears throat> he said at his first retreat um, in uh, Thailand with Ajahn Buddhadasa, uh, Buddhadasa said something which really uh, he didn't understand at all when he first said it, and then he started practicing with it. Buddhadasa said, don't do anything that takes you out of the body. Don't do anything that takes you out of the body. So, as he began to practice, he realized how much his, he was being drawn out of the body with grasping things, you know, fantasizing, thinking about past, planning the future, uh, trying to resist you know, experiences that were happening. It's too cold, it's too hot, it's too noisy. <clears throat> So just returning to be with experience in the body and realizing that it's just sensation. So if, if it's cool, maybe cooler than we would have a preference, it's just, it's a sensation in the body can we be with that can we simply attend be present with that does it really need do we really need to get up and turn up the heat or close the window we're always trying to adjust things 
to uh, to find that you know perfect preference, that perfect uh, place, that comfort level. Of course, it never stays that way. You know, we find it, and then and then we get too hot, or it changes. So just be with what is in the body. I'd like to um, give a little bit of instruction. Oh, before I do that, um, let me ask you if, uh, if anybody has a question coming out of your meditation practice uh, that you'd like to bring up before our next sitting. Are you having trouble hearing me? It just makes it easier. Okay. okay. I'm okay? No, no, but I just, if, I, if I'm too so quiet, I you, yeah, it. okay, okay. I'll try to remember to keep. Uh, yeah, does anybody have a question coming out of your, your sitting practice? Um, we will be starting in small groups, but some of you won't be having a group meeting until uh, tomorrow. So if anybody has a question about practice that you'd like to bring up now, we could address it. Any difficulties, any confusions? Good question. What impact is the different postures? Does it matter? Yeah, so sitting on a, I'm finding this very comfortable, mm-hmm. versus sitting in a chair, versus sitting on a pillow, does it matter? It really doesn't matter. So. So um, what's important is that uh, that the the posture be alert and energized and relaxed. So um, so if you're sitting cross-legged and and you can maintain that posture, uh, so cross-legged with your knees resting on the floor or propped up a, with a little bit with a cushion, or sitting on a bench, and, and that's comfortable. Um, and you can maintain that uh, f- you know, fairly comfortably for the duration of the sitting, then, uh, then that's good. Um, sitting on a chair is, is perfect. You know, your feet flat on the ground. When you're sitting on a chair, uh, the, the only thing is that we tend to lean back into the chair. So when we're sitting on a chair, it's good to sit a little bit forward in the chair and support the back, just as we would when we're sitting on the floor. Um, but it's not the posture that really is that important, as long as the back is straight and self-supporting and, uh, and there's stability in the base. So that can be either on the chair or, or on the floor. Any other question? I have a question, but I'm not sure if this is the kind of question you're, you're thinking about. But it came up from what you were talking about, about, you know, we're always trying to adjust. So if it's too warm, 
open the window or, and I understand the concept of sitting with what you feel in a formal sit and hoping to build equanimity from just being with what is. But on the other hand, I find that I used to really not pay attention to what my body was telling me and I'm trying now to listen better. So sometimes, I mean, I know a little bit of hot or cold, but if it's cold, so you get a chill, is it not skillful to make an adjustment to listen to your body? Well, um, as as we, you know, uh, get into the um, the habit of of there's a there's a certain part of our meditation practice in the beginning of each sitting, you know, which I think of as taking the seat. So um, so we take the seat, you know, we feel the posture from the inside. We put on the shawl, or we. You know, we take off the shawl, uh, and um, and and we we you know bring attention we to to the uh, the sensations in the body. We find stability. We bring the energy to the spine, and all of this, all of these adjustments, are done in the beginning of the sitting. And if it's cool in the room, then yeah, you might want to you know um, put your shawl closed around you and and it makes you a little bit warmer um, if it's not that cool that uh, that you noticed it when you were sitting taking a minute or two minutes to go into your sitting then maybe it you know you're not going to catch a chill so um, so can you just be with this less than optimum sensation of a slight coolness, you know, and and what uh, what I find, uh, what I've found again and again in my in my sitting, and many teachers have talked about this, is that when we release fear around, you know, whether it's a tightness or it's a little cool in the room or it's a little warm in the room, you know, and just be with it we find that it's okay, you know, we can be with it. So, um, you know, so see, if, you, if your teeth are chattering, then, you know. But there's, there's a, it's a practice, it's an exploration, so go into those sensations. Um, or maybe uh, uh, the body is often cool on the outside, but if you bring your attention into the core, you'll find that it's warm on the inside. So do that kind of exploration and find the warmth in the body. There are different ways of, of um, just uh, moving through the body and, and uh, exploring that inner space. Anything else? Is that is that a satisfactory answer to you? Does that does that feel satisfactory or or not? I, I understand what you're saying, and I, I understand that for the sit. I was thinking more about the rest of your practice, but it's probably oh, not the right 
time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. You're asking something else. Yeah. So, so there's a disconnect from the body, which a lot of people experience because we're 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 in our heads, and and so really listening to the body. Yeah, that's uh, that's something really um, that's important to do, and uh, and so the body can sometimes tell us, you know, that it's it's tired, and we have all these plans, you know, or the body is feeling uh, achy, and that's that's a signal that maybe maybe the immune system is is working with something, maybe we need to rest. So, yeah, learning to be gentle with our bodies and not just driving ourselves, I think is, is really important. I, I think I, I missed the point of what you were saying before. So, and, and then listening to the body also can go even deeper than that, deeper than um, uh, just messages about our, our, the state of the body, but the body is really uh, a source of intuitive wisdom. You know, so when we're feeling uncomfortable sometimes, you know, sometimes it may be reactivity, but, but when, we, when we're with it, it may also be wisdom. If something is, is making us feel uncomfortable or, or there's a, a, a sense of joy or ease or, or happiness coming up, to, to attend to that, to be present with that. No, the body is really alive and is, the body is conscious. You know, we think of consciousness as located somehow in our head, but really it, the whole body is, is conscious. And um, in very subtle ways. And so the more we practice, the more we uh, we connect with this aliveness in the body, and 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 the body is a source of wisdom. I was trying to pick up on that and say that's also a big piece of what I struggle with off the mat, having done this practice for a while. What information in the body is reactivity to something in the moment to just sit with and try and develop equanimity? And what information is deeper intuitive wisdom of needing to actually take right action and shift something? Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, there's no answer to that. But yeah. It's, uh, but there, there is no, no one answer because mm-hmm. life is unfolding and every situation is different. Uh, but the direction is to stay connected in the body and to be, develop the capacity to be with sensations in the body. So, if reactivity is arising, you know, anger, um, fear, jealousy, usually we go right into the head, right into the story of it. You know, um, yeah. oh, they're, you know, fear. Oh, you know, they don't like me. Uh, or, or oh, that that person looks, you know, I don't like the way that person looked at me. Or anger, you know, he said that to me, she did that to me. 
uh, how dare they? And rather than react by acting out the anger, acting out the fear by, you know, withdrawing or running away or, or turning away from it. You know, sometimes we turn away from fear or turn away from sadness by turning on the television or the computer or uh, opening the fridge or, you know, a hundred thousand different ways that we escape from unpleasant feelings. When we have the capacity to, to give space and abide with our, uh, you know, whatever feelings are present in the body as sensations, then we can become more present and intimate with them in an accepting, compassionate way, not judging ourselves if anger arises. It's natural. Anger arises. It's a human reaction. Or fear or sadness arises. You know? And then what is it? You know, not analyzing it psychologically, but where is it? You know, where is it in the body? And how does it move? And then as we're present with it, um, we begin to understand uh, how it arose and, um, and our uh, clarity can come, some clarity can come about how to respond or not to respond. So it's not a figuring it out with our heads, but it's, it's really, you know, being with the body, with the heart, in, um, in opening to uh, what is the next moment, you know, what, uh, where are we, you know, what does what the next moment need? How, what response can we give? Could you say something about the relationship between yoga and sitting practice? I've sometimes heard that yoga is a preparation, and that makes me think of them as almost hierarchical. Like, I have found that yoga can also be an insight practice, not just a concentration practice. So I hold them in each hand, so to speak, but I, I would really appreciate your words about it. Okay, um, well, uh, maybe I'll say something and then I'll ask David to, uh, to also add something. <clears throat> when I've asked yoga teachers about the relationship between yoga and meditation, um, the answer I've gotten is what you said, that that yoga, moving the body and the different asanas is a preparation for meditation. Um, it, 
It also works with meditation, uh, I think, very well, because in meditation, um, all the, uh, the different tightnesses that we feel in the body, you know, the different places where we feel strain or, or tension or places of, of soreness or tenderness, for the most part, these have to do with places of, of holding in the mind, uh, of um, just patterns that are, are being felt in the body, uh, emerging into awareness. And then moving from meditation into yoga can really help these to open and uh, kind of... Um, flow through and I think if when we have an inside practice so which which we develop in the meditation practice um, and and I don't just mean sitting meditation I mean just inside practice as uh, you know sitting standing walking lying down inside practice then then we of course, bring it into our yoga practice because the yoga is moving mindfully. And so, um, so what's, what's unfolding, what's emerging is being known, is being seen. It's impermanent nature is being, is being seen. Uh, we can develop equanimity, you know, in being present with sensations in the yoga practice. Uh, as well as in the sitting practice or the or the walking practice, so you know it. it I think it can become one piece as we, uh, you know, if we're developing them together. Yeah, uh, to address your question, on, you know, I don't see it as a hierarchy. Uh, it's it's not like, uh, and there's a danger. There's a danger to do that. You know that yoga is the the kind of the forerunner to sitting and that's kind of, you know, we're sitting on our majestic throne and yoga is just kind of... Um, in fact, the Buddha in many of his suttas, in the Satipatthana Sutta, for instance, speaks about mindfulness in, in uh, sitting, standing, walking, lying, lying when, the, uh, when we're stretching our limbs, flexing our limbs. He actually uses this language. So mi- mindfulness in, in every form. And so yoga, like Daryl was saying, is, is a beautiful opportunity to experience the body uh, in, a, in a different form, you know, when we're stretching our limbs, when we're, when we're flexing our muscles, uh, can we invite the same quality of present, present moment awareness, uh, you know, feeling the body from the inside out, not as a concept, but as, as, as just, just what is, what is this in this inquiry, moment to moment, what, what is this? So, um, so I'm going to uh, do a brief guiding into the practice. Uh, If you want to take a moment to uh, to stand up, you can do that or. 
or stretch in some way, you can do that. And then, and then we'll move into practice. What sensations are present in the legs and the feet? Bring awareness to the whole body Just be present in the flow of sensations in the body. Let go of any image you're holding of the body. Let go of ideas about this is my body. I am this body. Let go of judgments that you have around the body. This body is not good enough, or this body is better than other bodies. Let go of liking and disliking. And just notice sensations of breathing, pressure, tingling, hearing, Let the breathing be your home base. So you keep coming home to the breathing, feeling the breathing in a very direct, tactile way. Other sensations may arise. Notice how they arise and pass away. Return to the breathing. When thoughts hook the mind, and then you notice, just come back to being in the body. 
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.